This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by an Assistant Vice President of Human Relations, Human Resources at Bronson Healthcare, Nikki Romance. Nikki's probably working one of the most interesting areas of healthcare today, which is recruiting and retaining people. You can't take care of the patients without taking care of and retaining and recruiting a great staff and team. Nikki, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Nikki Romance, and I'm the Assistant Vice President of Human Resources at Branson Healthcare. Um, we are a health system located in Southwest Michigan, um, and we have about 8,500 um, employees and currently are the largest employer in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Thank you. And take a moment on Kalamazoo. It's sort of a hidden gem of a city, and people are not yeah. that familiar with it. Take two minutes on Kalamazoo or 30 seconds on Kalamazoo to tell people about Kalamazoo. Oh, geez. Kalamazoo um, is uh, a fantastic city and I think was voted uh, one of the most popular cities to live in. Um, it's We have grown exponentially over the years. Um, it's We have a couple colleges here in town. We have um, Western Michigan and Kalamazoo College. We have uh, Kalamazoo Valley Community College. Um, so it's, it was always known as a college town, but it's just very eclectic and lots to do and just a really fun city. Let's tie that now together with recruiting and retention. Sure. Because probably one of the hardest areas today is recruiting and retention. And talk a little bit about what you're seeing, how acute labor shortages are, what's your sense of what you see both at Bronson, but just generally? And if even if they're not acute at Bronson, what are you seeing generally in terms of labor and the, and the fight for talent? Sure. I, well, I think the fight for talent is key, right? I mean, this global pandemic has impacted our workforce uh, tremendously. Um, we're not alone. Um, I think healthcare in general, people are leaving that environment due to the pandemic. Um, we're seeing a lot of people retire early. Um, the pandemic has caused a lot of exhaustion on our workforce. Um, and so I think, you know, from my perspective, I think we have to get really creative and really reimagine what our future workforce will be, but really stand out from a recruiting um, standpoint. And, and I think what I mean by that is we have to set Bronson apart from others. And what we continually hear from candidates, um, it's a lot different. You know, Bronson was a place to come. You would always retire from there. Well, our current workforce um, doesn't focus on retiring at one organization. They want to see um, what's out there. They want flexibility. Uh, they want to be challenged and engaged. They want to be involved in decision making. Um, but they also want to know uh, what organizations are doing to support um, people's emotional well-being. And I think that for us has been key. Um, we've done a lot of work on equity in the workforce. And I think um, you know, providing an environment that's engaging and inclusive and diverse um, will stand us apart as well. Um, so I think, you know, there's many challenges um, uh, that we're faced with that we're not alone in facing with, but we just really have to focus. And honestly, Scott, I think recently we've actually focused our efforts on retention instead of recruitment, because as we're trying to get people into our organization, it's more important to focus on retaining the staff that we have. And so that's been one of our key efforts recently. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the truth? Because at the end of the day, recruiting could be people in and out. You don't want sure. to be churning people. You want them staying. And so the, the vast majority of time spent on how do you take care of those that are there 
and keeping them there. And, and you allude to something that's so true. I've been at the same institution now for 30 years, and, and it's so unusual today. I mean, nobody does it anymore. I feel like a dinosaur, of course, but it's a, <laughs> but it's a fascinating thing where it's like, but now the ethos is people stay for a few years, they try something else, they do something different. You know, they're, they're not as bound to one place in the same way. And that's not, that's not a positive or negative, but as an, as an employer, it certainly makes it more, cha- more challenging and complex. Sure. And I think that's where we have to actually show the the pathway of um, people's career. So when they come into Bronson, they may uh, come in in an environmental service position, but we want to show that progression of, you know, we can help support your education and career by advancing you, right? So they want to see, okay, here's where I'm at today, but where will I be tomorrow? And really providing resources and support and education to get them. Because I, I think the future workforce is really developing our own internally um, that f- creates our own internal pipeline. You know, we've created and developed many partnerships in our community to um, foster new pipelines um, which has been very beneficial, but I think it's really, once we get them in the door, you know, if you can keep in place nowadays, one to three years, you're doing a good thing. So really engaging them out of the gate, showing what their future career pathway will be, um, I think will certainly be um, key to the success of retaining. No, and I think that's so well stated. And such an interesting perspective is that in the old days, it was you hired somebody and they sort of either had the talent that they didn't, you made a few adjustments with the person, and that was that. Sure. And now, when you get that person in the door, they are so, so important to the organization. you got to find a way to help them adjust, to help them grow. It's not just minor edits around the edges. It's trying to really help them fully to develop the career as they want and to self-actualize with your institution. Right, and I think it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? We, I think if the pandemic has highlighted anything, it's, it's the inequities that, you know, our patients and more importantly, our employees face. So knowing that not everybody has the same access to resources. So really developing our programs um, to provide those resources um, for people who need it internally, um, again, is another area of our focus. And, And Nikki, talk about, you already mentioned that a big, big priority now is retaining people and training people and helping them adjust and, and adapt and grow. What are your big priorities this year? Talk about what, what do you look at as your big priorities? Yeah, I think um, our biggest priority right now is, you know, we're kind of in this transition year, right? So we're trying, we're coming off the pandemic and we're really trying to reimagine what our work and our workforce and even our workspace, right? What that's going to look like in the future and, and really recruiting and developing and retaining a workforce that reflects our community. Um, but I would say for Branson, you know, we have to shift our our focus, right? And, you know, our focus on um, equity uh, has been embedded into our strategic plan and every pillar, you know, of people, quality, service, and cost. I, I think, you know, we're doing a lot of training. This is a commitment um, from our board way at the top, right down to the bottom. And, you know, we're rolling it out. Um, it's a commitment from our executive team. And I think, you know, during COVID where it did highlight those inequities, um, that's allowed us to think differently and see things differently, which has really opened up our eyes um, to new opportunities. And so we're excited about that. I think another focus for us is really our culture and listening to what our employees are saying. You know, as a nurse myself, which I started my career at Bronson as a nurse, it, 
it's really, um, we've always focused on the patient experience. And I think we have to shift our focus to really understanding what our employees need, especially around the concept of emotional well-being. Um, because if they are emotionally um, in a good place, then our patients have a better experience. And I think there's a direct link, right, to em employees' emotional well-being, their engagement, and then how we deliver that patient experience. So I think, you know, those um, are things that we are focused on um, that I'm really excited about because I think it'll drive new energy um, and new imperatives that we can start focusing um, differently than we have in the past. But hopefully we'll also be um, exciting. You know, I, I think one thing we hear from candidates is, um, what is Bronson doing to support the emotional well-being of their employees? And so knowing that, We've even put therapists out on the units um, to support staff to debrief. Um, you know, we have CISM, which is our critical incident stress management team that does rounding frequently and provide, um, you know, just tools uh, for, you know, them to uh, escape. We developed respite rooms, um, massage chairs, provided meals. And so I think this whole concept around emotional well-being is really going to be a focus um, for the future. Like I, I need you to stop talking about massage chairs and respite <laughs> and emotional help because I'll lose my producer. Well, you no, know, our producer is going to want to go to work for Bronson. I, oh, I can't well, afford absolutely. to lose our producer. The um, the uh, no, just magnificent. And, and and Nikki, talk about the paradigm shift because you you alluded to this. The paradigm shift. I mean, obviously, everything at the end of the day is about the patient. Yeah. But you can't take care of the patient without taking care of the caregiver. I mean, right. and talk about that paradigm shift and how strong that paradigm shift has become. Well, you know, I think there's always been this direct link from employee engagement to the patient experience. So we've always focused on engagement. And Bronson is very fortunate to have a very, very strong culture. I mean, we don't have our hashtag positivity, um, you know, that really resonates uh, with our um not only our employees, but our community. And it really speaks to, we have a very positive environment. And I think the paradigm shift is really listening and listening and acknowledging how our employees feel um, and listening to what they're saying, letting them in the room at the decision-making. Because in the end, if their emotional well-being is improved, it's going to spark that engagement and it's going to provide the patient um, a different experience and hopefully a positive experience. And so I think the paradigm is, although we had that, I think the focus and the shift is really more on listening to our employees. Um, again, from a retention standpoint, if we don't, um, I, I think, you know, again, we're just going to see the turnover um, that many healthcare systems have. So Bronson needs to do that to know what we need to do better um, to keep uh, them in a good space and um, keep them here at Bronson so that they can provide the best patient experience. Magnificent. Nikki Romance, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for joining the Becker Healthcare Podcast. Just a pleasure to visit with you. Thank well, you. a pleasure meeting you and take care.